Welcome back to a Love Like This podcast. We are so glad you are here. Join us as we share the stories, memories, and messages that help shape not just our lives, but the lives of our incredible guests. Together with some of our amazing friends, inspirations, and teachers, we bring you stories of faith journeys, life lessons, and advice, all centered around building an abundant life. You have a place here, you have a purpose here. So here we go. Well, hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This week, we're just so thrilled to have Holly Christine Hayes joined with us this week. Holly is just an incredible, incredible woman. She has just a remarkable story and a testimony. Holly is now the CEO of The Sanctuary Project. After years of addiction, abuse and trafficking, she now employs and empowers women survivors. Nearly 20 years ago in tears, on the floor of a public bathroom, Holly Christine Hayes breathed a simple but powerful prayer. God, help me. Later that day, after years of addiction and abuse, Holly met a stranger who helped get her into a recovery program, enabling her to escape the horrors she had known. Now, many years recovered, Holly has founded Sanctuary Project, a non-profit jewelry enterprise that employs and empowers survivors of trafficking, violence and addiction based in Austin, Texas. So I just wanted to ask you if you could tell us a little bit about how the Sanctuary Project came to be and how did this kind of all begin? Yeah, so I started Sanctuary Project in February of 2018 and um, really had a mission of employing and empowering women coming out of trafficking, violence, and addiction. So I came out of that life myself 20 years ago and really after years of mentoring other women, felt that there was a gap in care around employment and really felt like that was the area that was most perverted and most um, most damaged during the years I was exploited. And that's the area that I really felt God most wanted to redeem in my life and in the, the lives of women we work with. Mm, that's so good. So Sanctuary Project has recently partnered with Target. Um, so yeah. what are you looking forward to with that opportunity? Well, do you guys have Target there even? Do you do you have we have, Target? We have a Target, but it's very different to American Target. It is Target. different. That's why I'm like, oh, I don't know if we'll sell her products. It's, but it's different. It is different. Which sucks, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's really exciting. So here in America, it's huge. I mean, it's yeah. um, it, it's such a massive opportunity and it's such a big door that really God opened without us having to do anything, which was wow. really incredible. Yeah. And um, and the way we've partnered with them, so we're just on target.com and we're actually handling all of the fulfillment yeah. and all of the, the product manufacturing still. And so everything's coming through us. So we're able to employ even more women now that mm, we're so on the target.com cool. platform. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so Holly, with the employees at Sanctuary Project, could you just tell us a little bit um, kind of more in detail about them and how Sanctuary Project supports their recovery? Yeah, so we, we're typically making first contact with the women we employ in the jail here, in our local jail. Uh, a lot of the women that we work with have a history of incarceration. And um, one of the things that's really great about meeting them while they're incarcerated is we've actually already gotten them away from their traffickers. Mm-hmm. A lot of times here in America, trafficking is really linked to relationships. And um, oftentimes it's a family member or a boyfriend or a husband that's trafficking someone. So meeting them in jail is great because they're totally isolated from their traffickers and we can actually start to talk to them about what's going on Mm. and start to rebuild their lives. 
So at that point, um, that's where we do most of our outreach. And then at that point, we start advocating for the women. So we're helping them with any legal issues they have. We're helping them find and secure safe housing upon their release. Um, We're getting them access to any other resources they might need, uh, educational resources, spiritual resources. Mm -hmm. And then when uh, when they come out, hopefully we've found them all those things and they're able to come and work with us at Sanctuary Project. We have two different programs. We have our job training program, which is where most women start. um, And that's just eight hours a week of women getting on their feet and really learning Mm -hmm. how to work again. And then hopefully they've done well and they can come into our survivor leader program where we offer full-time employment in all different aspects of the business. So social media, operations, program management, really anything they want to do. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. I just wanted to ask you like, what is human trafficking and what forms does that take? Because I think a lot of us like have kind of an idea of what it is, but we don't really know. Or how real it is. Or how real it is. Yeah. Totally. I think a lot of times we have this picture in our mind of like, oh, that's something that's happening in Thailand or in Africa. Mm -hmm. And it's like kids stolen from their villages and sold in the big city and, um, and that it's very black market and, um, and it involves kidnapping. And, and a lot of times what we see, at least here in America, and it actually might be similar in Australia because we have really similar cultures mm. is, um, that it's really linked to economic insecurity, addiction, and violence. So, um, trafficking basically means someone has taken control of another person's life and is forcing them to commit a commercial sex act. Mm. Um, through force, fraud, or coercion. So, uh, so in, in the form that usually takes here in America, that's like a boyfriend or a drug dealer or someone who gets access to a woman, recognizes there's a vulnerability there, and then starts to exploit that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing it happen with kids in our foster care system a lot. We're seeing it happen with, um, with young adults who have addictions. We're seeing it happen um, in homes where there's sexual violence from a young age and that becomes normalized. And then as you get older, they're starting to sell them to other people. So a lot of times times here in America, those are the forms it's taking, mm-hmm. uh, which is not what you picture sometimes mm-hmm. when you think yeah. of human trafficking, mm-hmm. you, you picture kidnapping and, and, you know, and being, and being chained to a bed. And, and a lot of times it's more manipulative than that. So oftentimes the, the trafficking victim isn't even able to identify as a trafficking victim. They mm-hmm. actually are not able to put those words around it. So some of our first contact, we're actually helping them to understand what trafficking is and then helping them to put those words to it for wow. themselves. Yeah, wow. Um, so Holly, I wonder if you could just take some time and just tell us like what actually is Sanctuary Project and what does a snapshot in your day look like? So Sanctuary Project is a survivor-run nonprofit social enterprise, and we're a jewelry brand. So we we employ and empower women coming out of trafficking, violence, and addiction. And uh, all day long, we're making beautiful things. Mm -hmm. So uh, when when I first uh, came out of my life of trafficking and violence and addiction, the first job I had was as a shoe shiner. And all day long, um, I would have these really like beat up and ugly, dirty shoes come in and, mm. and then I would make them beautiful. And so all day long, I was getting the opportunity to make beautiful things. And that the course of events that happened during that time, it really helped to rebuild my sense of self-worth and value. Because instead of someone who had been exploited, instead of someone who was getting arrested all the time, I started to see myself as someone who makes beautiful things. Mm. And so, so much of what we're doing at Sanctuary Project has that goal in mind that we're making beautiful things. Mm. Um, and, and we're doing that with an entirely survivor run 
a staff. So every single person on our staff is a survivor. Um, everyone from myself as the CEO to our operations director, our social media manager, our product wow. manager, um, every single person is is a survivor, which makes a really special community. That's yeah, so wow. Like incredible. I heard you on um, Rebecca Lowndes podcast and I was just like undone by the episode. Yeah. She's like, Abby, you have to listen to it. And I started listening oh. to her. I was like crying the entire time. I'm like, this story's amazing. No, I know. So it's incredible. Like, yeah. So, so good. I love what you do. Could you tell us about your award-winning book? <laughs> I want to know all about yeah. it. Just casual, just your award-winning book. <laughs> so I wrote From Basement to Sanctuary. Um, I started Such writing it name. actually back in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, after, after enough years of healing, you know, a lot of what I experienced was um, was traumatic and painful. And, and so it took me a lot of years to start to open up about my story. And yeah. at that point, I was about... Um, 13 years out of um, my exploitation and and started writing From Basement to Sanctuary. And really, it's a book about what the church can learn from um, from the 12-step recovery community. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you guys have a little bit of it there. It's not quite as big in, in Australia as it is here in America, but oftentimes it takes place in the basements of churches. Mm-hmm. And so before I ever felt comfortable walking into a church sanctuary, I was sure it would burn down if I walked in. <laughs> I did feel comfortable. <laughs> walking into the basement of a church. And, um, and that was where I first encountered the spirit of God and actually started to transform my life. Wow. And so the book is about just approaching God from that, that spirit and that attitude of that basement, um, that, that basement person that I was um, mm. just coming in desperate, coming in, knowing your sin, understanding that we're all in desperate need of a savior and then experiencing his miraculous healing as a result. Mm, that's so amazing. I wonder, um, could you just tell us a little bit about that moment because I love this part of the story that moment when you wanted to start this business and call it the sanctuary the sanctuary project like what was God telling you in that moment so I um after a lot of years of of working with survivors and really feeling like okay I I think I'm ready to do this on my own and and I want to do this here in America um I I had this vision um I'd always dreamed of a jewelry line that that kind of incorporated pieces of sanctuaries and so I led worship for a lot of years and I was in vocational ministry before starting sanctuary project and I had this vision of this jewelry line that incorporated the various aspects of a sanctuary. So, um, you know, stained glass earrings and mm. marble pillar necklaces and just taking and deconstructing the actual sanctuary itself and turning it into a jewelry line. And I loved this vision that, that God gave me of just being a place of refuge and safety and protection, which is what the word sanctuary really means, mm. um, which is so beautiful and special. You know, I think sometimes we think of it, a sanctuary is like a church, right? It means yeah. the church. It means yeah. the place you go worship Mm. but actually what it means is a protected place and a refuge and a place of safety and and we forget that meaning of it sometimes but um but that's what the church is really made to be yeah um this could be a big broad question but I wanted to ask you if there's something you could say to younger Holly what would you say to her gosh I think I would love for her to know her inherent value you know, I, um, I had some sexual abuse in my childhood and that just imprinted on me that I had no value. Mm. Um, and then, and then I fell into addiction and that again, imprinted in me that I had no value. And then I met my trafficker and, and that relationship and how exploitive that became further imprinted this message that I had no value. Mm. And so I think if I could, um, you know, if I could go back and just grab her and shake her and be like, Mm. you are, 
You are a beloved daughter of God. You are valuable. Um, you have a hope and a future. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, there was a point where I just couldn't have imagined that there was any future for me that would be okay, let alone good. Mm-hmm. And if I, you know, if, if younger Holly could see my life today, I think she would like throw up with excitement mm-hmm. that I have, yeah. you know, that I have such a beautiful life today and a healthy marriage and cool, fuzzy animals. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's so Because you live on a farm, don't you? Like a legit yeah yeah we have we have like fuzzy cows and goats and chickens and and guard guard dogs and it's it's super fun and and just and and just being a mom too you know like I don't think I ever imagined or dreamed that I would get to be a mom and that I would actually love it and be good at it and that my daughter would love me yeah wow all those things She's so cute. She's so cute. I've seen all of, I love your Instagram so much. I love following along um, in your life. She's so cute. Yeah, she's adorable. (laughs) Um, Holly. The the little piggy tails are killing me lately. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Is she at the point where like you can finally do the, do the piggy tails? (laughs) I can, I can get like most of the hair. In, you know? There's still like, there's still little pieces that fall down yeah. in the bag, but like most of it. And then the piggy tails are like this big, you know, they're like an inch Tiny, long. Yes. They just curl in every direction. Oh, oh my goodness. That would kill me as well. That would definitely kill me as well. That's so cute. Um, so Holly, I think you, you did touch on this a little bit before about from where you came from polishing shoes and everything like that. But I wonder like specifically why jewelry? Like out of all the things you could have done, why did you choose to make your, uh, to make Sanctuary Project all about creating beautiful jewelry? What I love about jewelry is it looks good on everyone. You don't have to be any particular size or age or ethnicity for jewelry to Mm -hmm. just look beautiful on you and make you feel beautiful and polished. So many of the women who come into Sanctuary Project are so, um, have their femininity so damaged. Mm. You know, we've been, it hasn't been safe to be a woman. We've been so exploited and our, and our femininity has been so exploited that often they just don't feel safe being a woman. And mm. so what I love about jewelry is this, it's this really safe thing we can put on to just start to make ourselves feel a little bit more feminine, mm a little bit more put together, a little girlier. Mm. And, and it just, um, I love watching, I love watching that journey too, of when the women come in because they'll come in and they'll say, Oh, I'm not really that into jewelry. I'm not, I'm not a girly girl. I'm really more of a tomboy. Mm-hmm. And then they'll work with us for a little while and they'll start to like, well, maybe I like this one necklace. Mm, and yeah. then, Oh, I guess I could try earrings. I've never worn earrings like this before. And after probably two or three months, they are like decked out head to toe in the project. I'm like, wearing dresses and yeah, wow. and are just like totally celebrating their femininity because they feel safe being women again which mm. is so beautiful I love that um so Holly how do you encourage others to report any trafficking um and what are some ways that we can really advocate um and eradicate this issue one of the biggest things you can do is to advocate for the first responders in your community to get trained on seeing trafficking because you guys in your everyday life, mm. you know, shopping at Kmart and eating Tim Tams <laughs> and hugging koalas and whatever, whatever you're doing in your daily life, you're probably not going to come across trafficking survivors mm. um, or trafficking victims, but the first responders in your community are, and they often don't know how to recognize it. Mm. So we need to make sure that those in the hospitals and law enforcement and anyone who's um, having contact with with a woman who might have experienced violence mm. gets trained in asking the right questions, noticing the right issues, and um, and finding out if that's what's going on in the, in a particular situation. Mm. So, advocating in your community for law enforcement to get trained in spotting human tra- 
trafficking, helping them understand what it could look like, that it might be coercive, that it might look like a boyfriend, it might look like a family member, and then helping hospital workers understand as well that when someone comes in with, with violence, particularly sexual violence, to start digging and start asking more questions. Yeah, wow. Holly, I have um, a final question. I don't know if you have any questions, but a question just popped in my head. How has your journey um, through, like your entire journey changed how the, how you see your life today? Like how you go about your everyday, like what's your perspective now that you've been through some really hard battles and some really dark times? How has your perspective changed and what's God, you know, done in, in the way that you see the world around you? I think I have a deep understanding that there is nothing God can't redeem that there's no life that's too far gone and there's no one who's beyond his reach and there's nothing he can't redeem. So when I see a situation that others might see as hopeless, I see God's hope in it. And when I see a person that others might deem too far gone or lost, I see their future that they can't even see yet. I think because of my story and the things I experienced and the and the ways God has redeemed my life, I just know that no one's beyond it. Mm. I didn't do anything to earn or deserve this life I have today other than cry out to God uh, in a puddle on a bathroom floor, God help me. Mm. You know, I didn't I, I didn't earn it, I didn't deserve it. And, and I think that's so important for anyone to remember that just there's no one beyond his reach at any moment. And that we continue to pray and love those people that just look like they're too far gone and they're too far lost mm. and, uh, and believe that God can redeem them in life. That's so good. That reminded me when you said that, um, of the lyrics in Reckless Love. Yeah. <laughs> and the yes. first, yes. One of the There's first. There's no shadow, he won't lie. Yeah. <laughs> won't climb up, coming up. Yes. Yep, that's Gets so me every time. Yes. But the first passage of scripture that, um, well, the first kind of story, I guess I was revealed to after I became a Christian, was that picture of Jesus leaving the 99 and going after the one. And I was like, yeah. I'm the one like he did that for me. And and now that I'm on, I'm part of the 99, I can pray about that one who is gone yes. and that Jesus can, you know, get them to and make, you know what I mean? Like change their lives for the better. And I've seen that happen in my life as well. So I think the power of praying for those people is all we really can do. So, oh, that's so It's amazing. so funny when you said that I had this vision of, so I have this herd of goats, right? And yeah. they're really similar to sheep, but, mm. um, but when one of them is like, there's, um, so when we have like babies or, or, um, sometimes it'll happen to one of our adults when one of them gets like caught in the fence, mm. the other ones will just shriek until help comes. I mean, they're just standing there going like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> shrieking, wow. shrieking to alert the shepherd who is like, you know, me and my husband, yeah. that there's, that there's a problem. And when you said that, I thought, you know, our job as the 99 is to be shrieking and to be, mm. and to be out in the world saying like, Hey, there's one that's lost. There's one that's lost. Bah, 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 yeah. one that's lost. Bah. So good. And I think so much of the work in the anti-trafficking movement is that it's yeah. just saying, Hey, like these are God's beloved children. And there's mm. one caught in the fence right now. Mm. And we need your help. We need your help to pull this one out of the fence. Yeah. That. Wow. That is so good. I'm so holy. How can people find you, connect with you, like get your book, connect with Sanctuary Project? So we're real active on Instagram. Um, you can see my kids' pigtails there and, yes. <laughs> and our goats, who I've just so beautifully, eloquently told you about. <laughs> 
Um, and uh, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Holly Christine Hayes, and then you can find Sanctuary Project at, at Sanctuary underscore project. And then you can shop our jewelry. Um, that's the best way you can help us because every time, you know, we love when people give and sponsor a survivor and support us financially mm-hmm. in that way. And we are a nonprofit. So do that if you feel called. But when you shop our jewelry, you're not just um, supporting financially, you're actually giving a woman the opportunity to make a beautiful thing and send mm-hmm. it to you. Uh, and send her prayers and her love along along with that. So shop sanctuaryproject.com. And if you're in America, shop target.com That's too. So cool. Yeah, wow. I'm going to have awesome. to double check if we can order from Target online. But also, how can people um, find your book? Oh, yeah. Everywhere books are sold. Amazon, target.com, mm-hmm. maybe oh, cool. Kmart. I'm not sure. We'll I don't know. Okay. I'm going we'll to have to look. I mean, that, yeah, we can just have it in Google and see where they sell it. They'll probably sell on Amazon. And the first yeah. one will be Amazon, 100%. It's definitely on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Amazon's probably the best place to get it yeah. in, in Australia. Yeah, yeah we'll awesome. look into all those things. Well, Holly, thank you so much for coming on um, and sharing your life with us. It was so cool to meet you. I've wanted to meet you for so long. <laughs> oh, same. You guys are just adorable. This was <laughs> such a joy. Thank you so much for having me. And just send me Tim Tams anytime. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Um, Our biggest hope is that you enjoyed this episode um, and learned something new about Holly and just the incredible, incredible testimony that she has to um, to share. Yeah, and make sure you definitely get involved with the Sanctuary Project. Have a look at her work on her Instagram and their website and everything like that um, because you are helping women get out of trafficking situations, which I think is amazing. So, yeah, make sure you connect with Holly um, and the Sanctuary Project and have an amazing week.